Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money? Yeah, I do have one housekeeping item. What? Last episode was a little long, so we're going to just try to get into this one. But I do have a housekeeping item. A couple of years ago, we did this one-off DIY money. I know you gave me creative freedom to just be – I was like, I want to bring in this guy who came to UK. He's going to play quarterback. I think he's going to be a rock star. We did an interview with Will Levis. Mm -hmm. It was a great interview. It didn't really have much to do with DIY money, but it was pretty cool. Sure. Will Levis, you know, for those of you who listen to the podcast have no idea who he was. He's been the quarterback at the University of Kentucky for the last two years. Finalized his season recently, projected to go in the first round of the NFL draft. He's a bad man. I'm not going to say we discovered him, but, you know, I don't know. Pretty close. Anyways, pretty soon, within the next maybe couple of weeks, maybe sooner, actually, this podcast might come out after. Well, there you go. (laughs) Check out our interview, if you haven't already, or maybe you skipped over it. With possibly the next Kentucky quarterback, a young man by the name of Deuce Hogan. What a great name, Deuce Hogan. If he doesn't go play quarterback, he could be in movies, right? I am Deuce Hogan. That's like a Western name. Deuce. Hey, Deuce. That's awesome. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Deuce has an amazing story. Very similar to to a story of Will. I'm not saying very similar to Will. They're, they're much different people, but very similar in, in the story. And this young man is now fighting for a position. It's an underdog story. And I'm just really looking forward to interviewing him, talking to him. He's got also a pretty smart finance brain, so we might talk cool. funny. But if you're ever interested in something like that, whether it's aired or not aired yet, make sure you check out that interview because it's great. Deuce Hogan. It's coming right. on the show. Well, All before right. we run out of margin on this show. Oh, that was a good softball entrance. All right. Last episode, we talked about building a budget. Very rudimentary stuff, but very, very important as you track expenses. But why do we do this? Why do we do this, Daniel? What's the point of a budget? To get some margin. What is margin? Margin is the uh, the difference at the bottom, the bottom line. The difference between your income and your outgo. There's an old saying, if your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep will be your downfall. It's very simple. If your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep will be your downfall. You cannot make financial progress in your life unless you are seeing a positive difference between what you're bringing in and what you're pulling out. Most people in America, in America never see this, and they're living paycheck to paycheck and most often than not going backwards. If you want to right your financial ship, you must get to a point where you're seeing positive margin. So let's talk about that. Let's say that you do your monthly budget, as we said to do in the first episode, and you start living off this. By the way, once you track your expenses and build that budget in the first month, it's an ever-evolving process. You continue to track expenses. You continue to follow that budget. As you fill up various buckets that you've set, groceries, entertainment, utilities, etc., you stop spending money. 
it's a news flash, right? I remember. I said, you know what? $200. That's what I'm spending eating out. I built my budget, and when I got to $200 in my budget, whether it was the first week or the fourth week of the month, I stopped eating out. Now, many people build a budget. They look at the bare essentials, and it's barely enough to get by. What do they do then, Daniel? When the bare essentials are barely enough to get by? Correct. Increase your inflow? Yes. Now, I will say, before increasing your inflow, you have to look and really quantify, are these all essentials? I love when I sit down with somebody. You said they were essentials. I know. Sorry. I love when I sit down with someone, tells me they're living month to month. I tell them to track expenses, and I want to look at it. And we have things like Netflix, Spotify, cable, internet, eating out, Starbucks. I mean, you name it. And I go, now, wait a second. You told me you're living month to month. Oh, yeah, we are. I mean, we barely have enough to get through the month. Okay, but you spent $13 at Starbucks this morning. Yeah, well, I mean, we drove through. We, we, we don't spend a lot there. I mean, no, I, I don't think you understand me. You, you can't, if you want to progress, you can't spend $13 at Starbucks. If you want to progress, you might have to cut Netflix. You, I mean, this, I know it sounds crazy. You may have to go without internet at home. I, I mean, wow, right? You have to go to the library. Or maybe you go and you don't buy the $13 in Starbucks. You actually buy the $2, $3 cup of coffee, and you sit there and use the Internet, for. but you don't do it every day. Or you, heck, you know, you got three cars, you really need two. You got two cars, you really need one. I mean, there, there's going to have to be some drastic change. It's how bad do you want it. Now, there's a lot of things I don't like about Dave Ramsey. I love this. I love that when people call in and he he breaks it down and he and you can tell if he was sitting like if he was across the dinner table from you and he looked at you the way he looks at people on the radio like it's a disgusting look like I mean I'm saying I'm not saying he's disgusting but I'm like it's like oh I'd be embarrassed I'd yeah. be like oh tough Dave don't look at me that way come on but it's true you may have to cut now there are exceptions there are times when things are cut and it still isn't enough And going back to Daniel's point, you may have to increase your income. Now, again, it's how bad do you want it? Do you need to take a second job on the weekends? Do you take the part-time work in the Amazon Fulfillment Center? Do you take your, you know, three-year-old Honda and now you're driving Uber on the nights and the weekends? Are you waiting tables? I tell the story in a book. It's one of the most dramatic stories I've ever heard, and it's so thankful that it happened to be a very good friend of mine in his 40s leading one of, in our city, uh, one of the the largest nonprofits uh, here in local central Kentucky. He was the CEO of this organization but still didn't make a lot of money, was trying to right the ship of some poor financial decisions early on, difficult situation, had always been in ministry, so it was really buckling down to pay off credit card debt, get in a better financial position because he ultimately wanted to buy he wanted to buy rental properties. That was kind of his his jam and some of his friends had been doing that. And so he cut and he cut and he got on a budget, but it still wasn't enough. And so at 40 some years old with a I don't know, 6 or 7 or 8 year old in the house at the time and a wife, 
he got a paper route. A paper route. This was before the gig economy existed. This is what he could do. He got a paper route. So every day at 4 o'clock in the morning, he went and got a big batch of papers, rolled them up, and him, his wife, and his son went around and delivered papers. And he did this for a couple of years to pay off the remaining balances that they had on a couple cars, credit card. But he did it to take a leap forward and put himself in a financial position where he had margin, and then he took that margin and ultimately parlayed that into rental houses, which now I believe he has something like 50 rental houses or something along those lines. Looking good, Billy Ray! Feeling good, Lewis! So there is nothing, there is no, I mean, people who just will not take a step back or a step to the side to do what needs to be done, you're not going to get where you want to be. So now, Daniel, let's say someone has margin, okay? So step number one, get a budget. Step number two, however, it, whatever it takes within the legal world, you're going to have to develop margin. Sure. That could be $50 a month, could be 200 Obviously, the more margin, the better. But now, what do they do with that margin? What are the steps once they have the margin? Well, that margin's really there over the long term to fund your goals. But uh, step number one is to make sure you get $1,000 fast cash. Why? In the bank. So that when that margin goes away, you got something to backstop you. Inevitably, inevitably, Murphy's Law will hit. And the minute you get financially disciplined, something is going to happen. Tires, exhaust, HVAC. Tires are so expensive. They're more than a thousand bucks now. It's ridiculous. I buy them used For still. Just wheels, wheels, rubber wheels. Inevitably, something's going to happen that can easily derail your plan. So everybody wants to start investing. Oh, I want to start investing. I want to buy a rental property. Nope. There are many steps to prepare you to sort of bulletproof your situation. So that when you begin investing, you don't overlever. You don't get yourself in a situation where you ultimately lose that property because something goes awry. Step number one, $1,000 fast cash. If you have $100 a month in margin, that's all you have. 10 months, you got your 1000 bucks. Or you could do what I did when I really got crazy and I took my... Uh, at the time, I had to have a digital camera, which I think I ended up selling as well. But I took my digital camera. I went around my townhome, and I started taking pictures of any and everything I did not need. Immediately, they went on Craigslist. This was early days, so there was not Facebook Marketplace or any of this other nonsense. Craigslist. I think I raised my $1,000 fast cash in a weekend. Impressive. I had so much nonsense around the house. I've since done that twice in my marriage. Didn't go over real well with the wife. Did you sell a pet? No, but I sold. <laughs> I sold a lot of stuff. Like that engagement ring. It was not good. It's money. Uh, but I, I kind of hit a tipping point. I was like, all this crap. We have all this crap. I'm getting rid of it. And the cell phone and eBay and Facebook Marketplace. And I was just going around taking pictures and selling stuff. Oh my gosh. Anyways. I, I did mine in a weekend. I don't know. It was a week, whatever it was. But I looked around. And I was like, no, nah, this is ridiculous. I'm, 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 I'm selling stuff. I'm having a garage sale. I'm having a yard. I mean, whatever it was to make that extra cash. Heck, my nephew in college donated plasma like five times. He got a 1000 bucks. It was unbelievable. Nice. Anyways, $1,000 fast cash. Step number two, 
Step number two. What is it? This is the quiz to make sure you're you're living the DIY oh, money lifestyle. Make sure I read the book. I would max out your retirement. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's a given. So so that's not a given. That's a step. So I I'm gonna derail a little bit because taking free money from a match in mm-hmm. your retirement pound. Sorry, account, not max out. That's what I meant. Take the match max in your retirement your account. You should be doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be doing that, whether you're doing a budget, living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, that's free money. You're walking by on the side of the street, et cetera. But if you have no cash and you're trying to get to that 1000 Yeah. And that's the one way that you can get a little cash in the bank. Is to, I might pause it just to get some cash. In yeah, the bank, but. I guess that's debatable. But, yeah, it's it's possible. It's an emergency fund. Three months emergency fund. So step number one, fast cash. Step number two, three months emergency fund. Step number three, start tackling debt. All debt is crap. If I hear somebody say good debt, I want to smack them. All right? I can't do that. It's crap. Debt is debt. I mean, you owe someone something, it's crap. So step three is pay off all debt? No. There you go. Start tackling debt. I'm just saying, when I hear somebody say good debt, okay, credit cards, store cards, auto loans, student loans. In that order. I like it. Pay off debt. Finally, we can go down the next step, which we'll talk about next time, which is once we're out of debt, the actual wealth creation phase of DIY money. Show me the money. Show me the money! Making your money work for you. Making your money work for you. But we got to do that next episode. All right, friends. The secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.